Hi, I'm Tiffany Van Boxtel, and I'm a vocal coach. I help singers, singer-songwriters, and independent artists give vocal performances that they are proud of with as little as one hour a week of practice and without overpriced voice lessons. I am so excited to share all of the amazing guests, tips, and tricks on this podcast made specifically for singers. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can tune in to a new episode every Tuesday. I am so excited to share this episode with you. This episode went on inside one of the masterclasses inside my membership for singers who want to give amazing performances every single time. They're upping their game. They're serious about what they're doing. They want to improve their voice and their craft. And that's why why they're there. And inside this masterclass, we explored the idea of trying to sound like everyone else. Like, have you ever felt like, man, I just don't know if I'm a good enough singer. I don't know if I have what it takes because I don't sound like so-and-so on the radio or I'll never be a great singer, all of that stuff. And we also talk about the things that are completely in your control as a singer and what is not in your control. You obviously cannot control the things that are not in your control. It's pretty logical, right? So we need to figure out what we can control, focus on that, and let everything else go. And in this episode, we're going to we're going to break it down. And this came about organically. I did not know Carolyn was going to ask this question. And you can tell that we both really have some amazing breakthroughs as we're going through this conversation and we're picking this apart. Like this is kind of what we do in the master classes. We really take a deep dive into your singing, your career, giving you feedback on your singing, you know, what you can improve next. This is what we do. And it's amazing. And I'm so excited to give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what we do and also share these amazing breakthroughs with you. Now, if you want to give amazing singing performances, I want to show you my dream performance process. It's four steps. I use it with singers in my studio and inside the membership, the Star Singer Green Room, and I want to show it to you for free. So if you want to give amazing singing performances that you are proud of every single time, if you want to get ready to like perform, whether that be live, live stream, whatever, you're not going to want to miss this class. So you can go to starsinger.co slash masterclass. And if you are loving this episode, if you're loving this masterclass session and you're saying to yourself, Tiffany, I want this. This is something that I need to be involved in. I loved this chat and I want to be involved inside the live events just like this. Then you can hit me up on Instagram at Tiffany Van Boxel, and we're going to see if you're a good fit for the green room. And super excited to chat with you there. And let's just go. Excited to share this with you. So here you go. So Carolyn wrote, I noticed that when I listen to recordings of my singing, the way I start syllables and end phrases don't sound like the clean and stable way my favorite singers do. Will I need to just strengthen myself with exercise or do I really need to pay attention to my singing? 
Okay, so what you're talking about, Carolyn, could be onsets and offsets, or the way that you pronounce your words. You're here. Hi. Hi. So are you talking more about onsets and offsets, like the tone quality, or is it more of like the way that you're pronouncing the words? Yeah, I'm trying to figure how to sound more like the, the music I hear you know, on the radio, on TV. It sounds like very clean. They're not uh, scooping or, you know, you can understand what they're saying. So I, I don't know how to get there, you know? So I thought maybe I just have to keep strengthening and uh, doing the okay. exercises we're doing. So I just like to preface this with, they've been in a recording studio. It's been compressed. The vocals have been raised up hopefully. A lot of times things aren't as vocal forward as even as I would like. Like there's a lot of, but that, that's cool. I mean, sometimes for certain bands that works, like, you know, with the Black Keys or whatever, it's going to be a little more instrumental. There's going to be a lot more there. And, you know, there is a little bit of, I mean, doctoring and compression going on. So they have, in a lot of cases, omitted certain things. There are some artists like Tyler, the creator, who like intentionally like we'll go out of tune for a sec and then kind of come back you can tell it's like very intentional um which is kind of fun um but just to preface that a lot of artists like because there is a certain standard like if you want to play your music on the radio it has to be like compressed in a certain way so that you know it's like when you turn on different tv shows and netflix and you're like whoa this one is like really loud like we gotta turn this down more the other one was really quiet or like when you listen to classical music on the radio, you'll get that. Mm. You'll get like, oh, I can hardly hear it. And then, whoa, because there isn't that compression because it gives like definitely more of a organic human-like feel. So just want to preface it with that, that I don't, I mean, try not to compare yourself on that base. Like with that being said, there are definitely things that you can do to make it more stable and more... Mm. So do you want to demonstrate a little bit or, and, or just, um, let me know if you can, um, I know that you're feeling a little under the weather, um, or let me know, do you, is this more pitch based or is it more the way you're pronouncing the words or? It could be like? a little bit of pitch. I, I can, uh, I just kind of had to enter this little contest where we have to, had to write a song really quickly. That's why I listened to it and I was like, you know. But this, I've noticed this for a long, long time in my scene. So I can just kind of try and remember what I wrote. And let's see, okay. maybe you can hear something. Um, Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> see if I can remember the song. Uh, I stretch myself to the sun. Your smiling face. What a glorious sight. And I know it's going to be all right. Shall I go a little further? Uh, before you do, if you do, hmm. can you tell me what you didn't like about that? Like what specifically you, you mean when you say you want to make it better? Hmm. Um, it's kind of like a, it sounded like I, I was trying to make it smooth. So I, I was, good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day. It did not sound like that at all. Is that what you wanted to sound like? 
I was trying to make it not like, good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day, you know? And so I'm trying to make it back and, and smooth and, you know, uh, chill. <laughs> the first one sounded like very bright and the second one sounded very like a little more, you know, towards the operatic classical side. But I think that the first one that you demonstrated was a nice bridge. Wow. Okay. Like it sounded really good. It, it kind of combined this bright, dark, um, it had more of a like folk feel, but it was also, there was a lot of clarity to it as well. Um, I don't know. That's what I heard. Is there anything specific that was like? Well, sometimes I notice a lot of my singing when I get to the end of the sentence or the phrase, I'm not even, you can't even hear me pronounce the last consonant. Are you pronouncing the last consonant? Well, I was, uh, I'm trying not to be like, you know, la, 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 la. And it, maybe it's end. I don't want to be end. Or, you know. There's nothing wrong with the shadow vowel, oh, but you know. I, mean, I know what you mean. I've come from a choral background, so we're very like, let's just do it because like, there are rare, there is rarely a time where I'm going to be like, that's a little too much D for me. Like, <laughs> all of that D that you're giving me here. Maybe thinking about it more in terms of intelligibility, like what the audience can understand. I'm trying to think of an example of a word that would, if you didn't pronounce it, like like the word laid, like laid down, or like the word late. If you chose, if that was at the end of a phrase and you chose, which would be kind of weird at the end of a phrase for laid, but um, if you put that at the end of a phrase and you didn't put a T on it or a D on it, it would change the meaning of the song. Mm -hmm. So, maybe you could focus on it a bit more as can the audience understand the picture that I'm trying to paint by or the words can they understand the words you know and if they can't differentiate between one word or another then you might want to get a little bit more aggressive with it mm -hmm. um, words that end in t are notorious for not being heard also D, T and D are kind of opposites linguistically, like not really, but that's the best way I can explain it. I would really differentiate between those two. Mm. But did you notice it's on the ends of phrases mostly or the beginnings of phrases? The end. Okay, well that's easy. Yeah, just put it on the end. You know, the funny thing is, uh, uh, I wonder do people do this? Like when you're gonna sing, uh, uh, or recording, especially because the mic is nearby, that uh, you're going to go like half your voice or even no. whisper a quarter of your voice, you know? Mm -mm. No, it's the sound person's job to adjust you if you have one, and you should just sing normally. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking of one specific time where I went up for open mic and like I was just doing something fun. I was like, oh, hey, uh, I came out to this bar for fish tacos, but they're singing like with the band it was like live band karaoke which is super fun so I was like hey I'll do this and they had this other guy he sounded really good I was like wow he sounds pretty good you know he was doing like I don't know like Rob Santana or like Goo Goo Dolls or something 90s like that he sounded pretty good and I was like yeah he sounds pretty good cool I'm gonna go up and do this and I started singing in the microphone I was like whoa they have him turned way up you know what I mean I was like whoa because I could just start singing and I'm like whoa and then they they turn it down, you know, so they're gonna, they're gonna adjust for you. What's your concern when it comes to that? Uh, 
I was entering some, some kind of contest thing and I just noticed even after, you know, we, I got to hear a bunch of other people's submissions. The style is very cool, a lot, a lot of them. Were you, you recording know? yourself? Yeah, you know. And yeah. so uh, even when what I, ha I, I handed in, I thought I had toned it down, you know, tried to make it as chill as possible. But compared to them, I'm like, you know. Like Samantha said, yeah, there'd be less elongation, like the vertical space, less vertical space. Like that third example you gave with the, with the hands out, there was a lot more vertical space there. And I think if you just focus on the words, I mean, cool. Like now we're being like subjective. I mean, my voice is very classical compared to a lot of people. Like, and I just like, don't care. I mean, I don't go out there and sound like an opera singer, you know, if I'm singing more contemporary style, but you can definitely tell. I mean, there's definitely that influence in there, but it's just like anyone else, like, you know, and you can tell that they've listened to like, like, you're like, wow, you can really tell that they listened to David Bowie growing up, you know, just because of the way that they're like speaking or like, I'm gonna yeah, your voice gets used to the style that you're singing in and it kind of like it kind of like modifies like you know if I'm singing a little more musical theater especially like contemporary my voice will naturally because I'm looking specifically for that song or because I know what that song sounds like I'll attack it in a different way like um I don't know like if you're doing like <laughs> this is a really like weird version exercises the exercise kind of puts you at like tabula rasa like blank slate like this is me and then from there you can play with all of those colors uh. um trying to think of another example like i was doing a billy eilish song with a younger singer the other day in my studio and i realized that for me it brought up a lot of like jazz feel like don't be that way fall apart twice a day I just wish and there's a little more vibrato there like it sounds a little more like Judy Garland like and I was just like that's just what's coming out of my voice naturally and I'm I was listening to Billie Eilish sing it you know and I was like I don't feel like she's singing that way and then I just put it in my voice and I was like wow and especially it must be those seventh chords jazzy and cool but like I don't know for some reason that's how my voice came out and I was like oh I just noticed that you know and it was like a thing where you notice it and you're like oh that's how my voice is so sometimes there's this like you got to bridge the gap Terry says that he thought your style was nice too oh thank you could understand the lyrics just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first way that you demonstrated for me was a little bit fake. Like, it didn't sound like you. I could tell it wasn't you, if that makes sense. But you're, like, describing it as cool, and I'm like, it seemed, it came off as 
not you, girl. So <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe when I do listen to myself and I hear oh, pronouncing funny or not, and you know, can't hear, maybe I can sit down and you know, do a little exercise where I say that word and you know, and then he, take myself and kind of correct myself that way, you know, shape myself that way. Totally. Well, and you're talking about two different things here. You're talking about things you can control and things you can't control. Like you can't really control how your voice is coming out for a specific song, for a specific style. Like you can to some extent, but if you try to put it into a box that it's not, it's, it's, it's going to be hard and it's not going to work for you. So to some extent, you can't control that and you can only control it by the work that you do with your voice, having this intimate relationship with your voice. But the things you can control, like you said, are, okay, I'm going to record this. I'm going to listen to it. And I'm going to like really see, you know, with fresh ears, you know, if I didn't know the song, would I understand what I was saying? Okay. I need a little more D there. You know, that's something more specific that like is in your control. Mm. Does that help? I'm really wondering, helps. okay, I'm wondering if there might be a little bit of comparison going on with like, you know, just feeling, I mean, we all do feel a little vulnerable at times. More than that is accepting my voice, you know, I'm okay just singing, but then when I hear it recorded, I go, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> I feel that way about my speaking voice. With my singing voice, I'm like, yeah, that's what I sound like, cool. But like with speaking voice, if I listen to myself on this recording, I'd be like, you sound dumb, girl. Like, <laughs> So I, I think we all have that um, slightly judgmental quality and, and then trying to balance that in a, in a way that's healthy, you know, like what actually is in my control versus like what isn't or what do I want to say with this song? Because, oh, I have a good question. How do you feel about the song before you heard the other people's songs? Uh, well, I thought I couldn't even come up with one. And at the oh. 11th hour, it came out. And so I, I thought, okay, I'm so tired. I'm just grateful that oh, it came out. And I go, oh, this could be good. And then when I heard everybody else, I, I went, wow. Mm. I spent, I think, two days going over 24 people. We had to vote. And I learned a lot. And what I learned is that um, some people are very good at the guitar. Some people, mm. some people sound like the exact carbon copy of John Mayer. Yeah. Um, some people are very, very talented and they've worked. Some of them have, you can tell, they put in the years and they're very good. But then I thought, I don't sound, I sound like me, you know, my, my songwriting. And so I said, you know, everybody's got something. You know, yeah. and I cannot do what they do. So I said, well, you, you got to be you. I think it's amazing that you realize that, you know, and before you even listen to anyone else, you were like, gosh, I'm just, I'm just glad I got it out there. I think it sounds pretty good. I'm proud of myself, you know, and then it was when, you know, you were getting all the other information that there was like some, some second guessing. Of course, we're gonna, you know, do that as artists. And but it sounds like, more than that, the experience that you gained from this was like learning more about yourself and realizing that. So that's the important thing. Mm. But thank you for what you said that uh, it helps me understand what we can change, you mm. know, and what, what 
you can't change. You know what I mean? Don't try to be what you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I never thought about it that before. I might use that for a podcast episode. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, both Samantha and Carolyn gave me awesome ideas today. Check maybe checklists for when things aren't going quite very well, and it can be like a little all-encompassing. And then yeah, what you can control about your voice and what you can't control, and especially if you're putting in the work. Like if you know that you've been doing these exercises. And you know that you've been committing to it and that's like the the best you can do right now like that's got to be enough like you have a game plan you're working toward it you're working on your voice every day it's getting better you know you know whereas if you were like oh my voice sucks you know and you're like okay what are you doing well you know i just you have voice lessons you have like actually like a plan some exercises well no not really you know well then okay maybe it's time to evaluate, could I be doing something a little bit better to help me on my way? But you guys are already doing that, you know? So I'm glad that that help was helpful for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today. You are amazing for pursuing your dreams and becoming the star singer that you were meant to be. You can join the star singer movement by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this episode on IG stories. Leaving a rating and sharing this episode helps this podcast get seen by way more singers just like you. And that is creating a massive impact in one of the giant goals of this podcast, which is eliminating fear, anxiety, and non-productive competition from the music industry and helping to create a new music industry for singers based on collaboration, love, and making a difference and a real impact with your music.